2: Welcome to the Billboard Chartbeat Podcast. Gary Truss, Billboard Senior Director of Charts. And hey guys, it's Trevor Anderson, a chart manager here at Billboard. And we're picking up from last time. This is part two here a two-part podcast. Uh, we're recording this in New York City at Gray Noise Studios with some really special musical guests who've stepped away for a bit from Taylor Parks's Burnout Gathering of songwriters taking place in Brooklyn as we're recording this. So uh, thanks so much, Taylor and everybody for for doing this. Oh, uh, thanks, us. Of course. So uh, so uh, we'll go around the room like we did last time. Dave and Yael Penn from Hit Songs Deconstructed are back. Uh, Hit Songs Deconstructed tracks. Compositional characteristics of top 10 Hot 100 hits, analyzes songwriting, production techniques behind them. Welcome back, Danielle. Thank you, Gary. good to be back. So, uh, yeah, we had so much fun on the first part, uh, talking sort of specifically about wellness and uh, you guys are creative and how you can actually be creative and not burn out, since that's uh, the, the, really the, the key word here. In this part, a little bit more about. The Actual work that you guys do when you're in the studio, when, when your minds are cranking, when the songs are actually getting written and produced, and that's where uh, Dave and Yael are really gonna put their expertise to. Well, introduce yourselves uh, first. First, you guys here
3: with us, and then we'll go to the phone. Mm-hmm. Tommy Brown, uh, facilitator of Funk Tune, <laughs> back at it again.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, Leon Thomas, uh, to consider myself an entertainer, you know, uh, producer, songwriter, artist, uh, actor.
5: I uh, am Taylor Parks. I'm a creator, like whether it's, you know, the style that I do or the studio or, you know, or creating camps or music. Hi, I'm Sarah Hudson.
6: I'm a songwriter, artist, and like I said before, I like to call myself a muse for other people, to bring light to other people as well.
2: Alright, so you guys are really familiar with being on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, I hope it's okay at the moment that there's somebody who's number one, who's on the phone. And it's Jesse St. John, co-writer of Lizzo's Truth Hurts. So congratulations, uh, Jesse, first of all, on being number one as we're talking right now with Truth Hurts. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I'm not sensing any jealousy. You guys are happy, right? No. When, good
6: things happen, no. when good things happen to amazing people, it just you can only be happy for them.
7: Amen.
2: Completely. Yeah. Jesse, what does it feel like right now to be number one with the song?
7: The best part has been
8: just genuinely feeling the support from my like community of not only writers but also LGBTQ talent. Um, it feels really good because you always pray and manifest for a massive hit, but you know it feels even better to feel like people are genuinely happy for you the amount of in pouring from artists and writers and producers that I've been working with for the past few years is like, damn, I knew it was a matter of time, so it just feels really good. I'm happy.
2: That's kind of what you said to Taylor and everybody in the first part, how it's not always so much about, yeah, this song is so successful, but just that feeling of community and the people who created it that uh, you guys can all share this together. It seems like that really is something exactly. that's so special to all of you guys.
8: Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. Like I, that. I, I, always say, I always say all of my success isn't just for me. Mm-hmm. Any success that I get is for all of us, all of us who are taking a chance and going to get studios every day and sharing your little top part of your day to try to make something that hopefully people will hear and want to share and, just react.
6: Yay. Yes. Also, I it's, think it's so intimate and personal what we do. And, you know, I know for me, I've made some of my lifelong best friends in this industry. Jesse is my best friend, and we talk every single day. And, you know, Taylor, I've known for years now. And you just really bond with people on a whole other level. And then, so when they have success it feels like success to you too because you're like oh that's like my girl and that's she's she's doing has been doing this for so long and putting her heart into it or his heart into it and it just feels so cool to see when you are genuinely like happy for the someone in the community mm-hmm. you know
2: and is this one a little bit extra special Jesse in the sense that yeah, a lot of people may have not so much written off the song, but never knew about it because it took took two years, really, for this song to get to number one. Well, I was willing
8: to wait three more years. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, just, 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 I, I just feel like it's kind of a, a, like, win for all of us because how many times we put out songs and we're like, this is such a hit, but no one heard it. You know? mm-hmm. It's like, we all, we all have those songs that are, like, it's a hit, but, like, it's just living in a laptop. So, I mean, it gives hope, and it's actually part of, like, a a long lineage of songs that did take their time to find their audience, and it all kind of boils down to great song, great artist, and just perfect timing. The mm-hmm. oh. song's meant to be a hit. They'll
2: find its audience oh, at it's some so point, So right? true, Yeah. You know All right, so we're going to get into, in this part of it, the idea of writing a great song, but also writing a great song that you really want to be a hit, and is there some magic formula, is there anything that can be taught, is there anything you can really say, because you guys, you're all over the charts, if anyone can dispense any advice on how that's done, you guys are the ones to talk to, and Dave and Yael, you analyze Hot 100 Hits deeper than anyone I know, so (laughs) what better combination here to put you guys on together?
1: Cool. Great. So, on the topic of the unique skill set that goes into writing a hit, you're expected to take your distinct creativity and shape it into a song that's going to connect with the artist that you're writing for, and then also connect with the audience that's receiving it, and also make money. When did you all realize that you wanted to be hit (coughs) songwriters, and did it change the way that you approach your songwriting in order to write hit after hit? And on that topic, um, now when you write a song, do you already approach it with the intent of it being a hit? That's a very interesting question. Um, When you...
5: I think we'll start backwards, like... I don't think that i think when you start to write more and more and more and you have success doing it like that excitement of it like winning and like all of being it it going number one or the top five or whatever that's the thing that can be a little bit addicting right like mm-hmm. so you can go into the studio not making music from the place where you got your first hit in the first place
6: yeah i feel like we can break down a song to an extent and like break down the math and all of it but at the end of the day it's like for with truth hurts for example it's a real song coming from a real place from a real woman expressing herself and that just connects people just connect to authenticity and i think when you're in the room making it and it's authentic and it feels good in the room it's going to connect to somebody you know and i think I don't know. I think a lot of it is feeling. Of course, you have to know how to write, you know, catchy structure. hooks and structure. Right. And yeah, but I don't know. A lot of it is is feeling, in, in my opinion.
8: I I also think that we're pop music band, mm-hmm. So for, for us to go in and make something that you want to like, you know, you get the demo that day and you want to keep listening to it over and over and it feels really good, that's usually a good sign of, okay, if this is connecting with me and I play it for my friends and they all want it to come out and they're excited, that's usually a pretty good indicator. Hot music is just super popular, yeah. which is why, you know, Lil Tecca and Ariana and Baby Shark and lots First of Five all kind of li- live together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah lots, of pe- lots of people know it. Yeah. yeah. At times, when you're writing a song,
1: and uh, let's say you come up with a part that is, you love it, it's, it's awesome, but it doesn't really serve the song. How do you uh, make sure that your attachment to what you're writing doesn't get in the way of judging what really works for the song? I think that that's the, well, you have to know when to take that
5: risk, of, mm-hmm. like what we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier. Mm-hmm. And that comes with becoming a seasoned writer and knowing structure and mm-hmm. understanding now there is a bit of a science to song. We understand that mm-hmm. yeah. you... Repetition is, is good We understand the things that the human brain Is easier to understand What words sound better mm-hmm. We've, we've, we've you know, talked about oh Is it the or is it and mm-hmm. Or is it is it this word or is it that word That just sings better and sounds better To mm-hmm. the ear mm-hmm. So we, it is a bit of a psychological game as well And that's something that you learn With collaboration with other, with other people And you learn it over time Because mm-hmm. that's the skill that goes into being able To consistently make popular songs or hit songs Mm -hmm. you know and I I think
6: there's such an art form to collaboration Mm -hmm. and I think one of the biggest things for me is walking into the room and having no ego like we are there this producer said to me a, a long time ago when I first started they were like whatever the song wants let's do whatever the song wants it's like we are there to make the best song and do what's best for the song so if I write a pre and I'm like I fucking love this pre and everyone else doesn't, I'm not going to like fight for my degree. I'm going right, to say, okay, right. let's move on. What right. else is there? You know, like removing that ego mm-hmm. is just everything in my opinion and listening to your collaborators. And I don't know. The worst thing is when you're in a room and someone's like, you has that ego and that mm-hmm. guard. you know? Mm-hmm. Yes.
9: So how do you balance the egos in the room? Cause obviously, you know, I guess the more seasoned you are, maybe, or what your mentality is, you can leave that ego at the door, check it at the door. But you're going to run into people that have egos or have certain ways, like, I want it done a certain way. How do you deal with that? And if you're in a situation that's not working too well, how do you deal with that? Well, I mean, I can say collaborating with other producers,
3: you know, it it can be kind of tough sometimes, especially when you have your own perspective on, like, just how to get to that sweet spot, you know, hmm. just 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 something that's really giving you a feel. And, and some people, um, you know, I've seen in Fruity Loops can make a beat in like 20 minutes because they got the loop that they love and, you know, they're building those drums and yeah. there you go, it's cooked, it's ready. But there's other kind of, you know, records that require a little bit more... Heavy lifting, and, and um, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes that's genuinely, you know, yeah. the melodic side to it. Maybe finding that, you know, um, pre-chorus melody that that kind of takes us away from that, from that, you know, verse vibe. And mm-hmm. you know, I think uh, when you're in the room, it's it's, it's just always good to. Just keep an open mind and, and, and just understand that, you know, some people create faster than others. Mm. It's not about, like, you know, rushing your shit to make it feel like, yeah, look, it's some Guys, like, mm. let's be real. Like, it takes me some time to get to something great, but I'll yeah. be real.
4: It, it happens, you yeah. know, so.
9: Yeah. <laughs> so, so. So when you're doing this uh, and a couple of you say, I want to go in this direction. It's really cool. Right. Then somebody else says, Nah, no, let's go in this direction. It's really cool. They're both really cool. They both right. sound great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you do? Because you could wind up with two completely different songs that do have hip potential. I mean, do not you have something? two songs. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no.
4: Yeah, I well, mean, I think,
10: I think with yeah. me, my yeah. thing is like, I try never to shoot down an idea because you mm-hmm. may find gold in what the idea is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like sure. for mm-hmm. an example, when we were doing, let's say Thank You Next, mm-hmm. the song was done. It was like, the song's incredible. It was mm-hmm. like, maybe we should try a different version
4: mm-hmm. and
10: it was like okay well let's just try a different version mm-hmm. but the yeah. first one's the hit but let's try it if we try two or three yeah which
5: is literally what we did
10: yeah what we want to do we can mute it and go back to the original so I try mm-hmm. not to shoot down any ideas mm-hmm. and, and keep over here because everybody is great at something so I try to pull what's great from who I'm around because if his melodies are crazy or his chords like, I'm going to look to him for that. I'm not going to come be like, no, let me play these chords. Mm-hmm. Or let me yeah. write it. If she writes crazy. So you play with right? Yeah, right. that's what yeah, I think it is. That's,
3: exactly. the, that's the whole part of, like, managing and balancing the egos. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. at some point, you know, you just kind of got to let, you know, Kobe shoot the ball if that's what he's doing. You know what yeah. right? I yeah. Like, hey, do your thing. <laughs> if, that, if that's your thing, like, do it and be great at it and just kind of, like. You know, swallow your pride a little bit. Just keep yeah. pushing. Because yeah. it's always what's best for the song. She said it right. You mm-hmm. know, that's, that's dope.
4: Mm-hmm. I would hate to have a
3: band with
8: three drummers.
4: <laughs>
8: uh, <yes. laughs> Literally. Yeah. It's also huge when you're with a group of writers. And it's like, you have to know why you're there. And you have to know, you know, feel confident enough to be like, okay, I'm here for a reason because they want what And they're here for a reason because I want to, I want what they have. So I think it's just kind of like, you know, Sarah said, like, no ego, I kind of like come from the perspective of like, the song is kind of already written, mm-hmm. and you just have to figure out how to make it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? like mm-hmm. yeah, that's awesome.
1: And is there ever a point where you <clears throat> take a step back, just really evaluate the song and see if it's got hit potential or the potential to be, you know, the song you want it to be? For me, it's like, and we were talking about it earlier, the
6: inner child, like, I want to get in there and vomit everything. Bad ideas, good ideas, weird ideas. See what you want to do. Dance around, like, be freaky, you know? And then get it all out, and then later this is just my preference I like to go back later and go oh this could be better that could be better yeah. let's make it mm-hmm. be better let's write a new hook let's whatever but I think it's just important at first to just like go in and yeah. get creative like even us the first day here we immediately were like what you know we <laughs> just like got something out of our system totally and I don't know I think that like sets up the energy in the room mm-hmm. and I think for us thinking about like oh how do we write a hit today it's like that's just gonna make it probably the worst song ever.
9: Well, I think that's a commonality with all of you. Yeah. It's real and it's authentic. Yeah, And I think that comes across in every single one of your songs because there's a vibe that you cannot quantify, mm-hmm. that it gets into your soul and you feel it. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yes. Yeah. And I think that is one of the things that really helps launch songs to the top of the charts. It's that authentic mm-hmm. nature mm-hmm. because great craft and everything, that can be learned. Mm-hmm. But that true soul of what Completely comes through right. is what puts it over the top.
1: How do you go about keeping it real with the artist that you're writing for?
9: And in the constructs of what is, let's face it, a hit song structure. I mean, as you were saying, there are certain mathematical things and there's mm-hmm. certain structures and there's certain techniques that all hit songs employ that the audience is being, they're familiar with it, mm-hmm. they're expecting it, mm-hmm. but also creating something new, fresh, different really pushing the boundaries.
5: The really, really important thing, and for me as a writer who really goes in, like, whether it's Chanel or Christina and doing, like, or, or Ariana with Tommy, like, doing mm. at least three or four, or five songs on each of these projects, um, you really have to You develop this relationship. The other side of songwriting is the personality and the way that you work with people. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: The other side, so if there's an artist, and I and I understand that I know what the people want, I know what they want, How? what is the best way to get this point across? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to do that in any type of job in life. Mm-hmm. Like You're going to have to do that. So you really have the other side of songwriting, after being, because we know a lot of songwriters who might be even technically good, but are just you don't have the other side mm-hmm. so and yeah. maybe you get somebody else to do the other side maybe you're a duo or maybe you have a manager right. who's the other side whatever mm-hmm. it is how do you get your point across because that's what's going to really be the success to you as a producer when he comes in and he's saying he's, he's taking that Quincy you know effect. So how do you get the best out of that person mm-hmm. like how do you get as a vocal yeah. producer how do I get the mm-hmm. best, best out of the person how do you get the best mm-hmm. out of yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well I
3: think you're wearing a couple different hats you know you're going to be uh, a therapist at one point you're yes. gonna be a fan at one point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're gonna be an architect building their next whatever you know and it's like to really tough at first to kind of play therapist because you're human and you're probably thinking like what no like no <laughs> yeah. what are you yeah. talking about you can't, judge. You can't judge so at that point it's it's really important to then be that muse and and, and, and help build that next the next situation. Mm -hmm. But just wearing those different hats is is very tough as a songwriter and I definitely commend everybody that's, you know, going out there every day and really handling all these different artists and and, and egos and and, and hurt feelings of, of them even being detached from their fans or the people that they're servicing to mm-hmm. and you having to tell them like, no, people horrible. really think, uh yeah. tell you, you thing, they really are having to write the bad news. I on, to let you know what your yes uh-huh. man won't tell you. like okay. you know, I, I have to tell you because yeah.
5: yeah. this, this is my song you're putting in there. It so, part. it's yeah. like, I have to, if anybody's going to tell you, it's me. Right. Like, it has to I be. think you should
9: charge more by the hour for you. <laughs> 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 That's
5: hilarious. <laughs>
9: I love it. So, Taylor, for example, so you have a song like Thank You Next, where I mean this is putting that extra something into a hit song. And I think that's what a lot of hit songs have in common, is that it has that extra something, that extra unique hook, that extra you know, that puts it over the top. So the chorus three-time repetition of the super infectious melody, Thank You, Next, Next. Mm-hmm. But then you conclude with, I'm so fucking grateful for my ex. Mm-hmm. The, took the section and the song mm-hmm. way to the next level. Mm-hmm. So how did that come about? And do you look for these moments to include in the songs to really help take them to the next level? Oh,
5: definitely. As a, to- a top-liner um, and as a- and a- for Ariana as an artist, I think you're always looking for ways to say, how can we take this concept to the or this level so we yeah. can really make sure that they get it and we can really make sure that they get what this is about mm-hmm. you know and so thank you next nice is a very simple phrase and mm-hmm. you know so it's like okay yeah and it's a very catchy thing it's something that Ariana uh, says naturally and then we know and most of the times too I think in the hook most of the times you are going to start changing it around the third time you repeat it mm-hmm. you're going to change it that you, you, want want to you want to hear something you want to hear something so yeah. let's talk yeah, about mathematics yeah but you came up with some great
9: icing on the cake <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> Great collaborators yeah. and being yeah. like we have we're having so much fun that yeah. you have to be able to be like that's tell, silly yeah. that's very silly I'm so fucking grateful for my ex like how about we we that's a very silly song and 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 a very silly album and it's because we were able to get that get loose with each other and mm-hmm. and just yeah, be like blurt it out
10: and it was like no nah, that's not gonna happen <laughs> and it was like okay
8: singing. fuck it just go with it. <laughs> <laughs> I singing it I thought this
5: was a line yeah. that you would be replacing
2: but even <laughs> the fact that she was cussing I think it's like like I think people like
10: you would expect Ariana Grande to say fuck it in like the middle of
2: her which song which makes me want like, you to
5: cuss more
10: it's
2: just like and the,
5: is that, a to it that
1: point
10: of realness to too but yeah. that's her though do how you that's how you
2: feel say it it's great so you guys do bring in ideas but then it just might morph into something yeah. totally different than you were expecting originally
5: yeah, because mm-hmm. again, songs start before you get into the studio. Why not go back to say, well, I had a thought. Most of us do have thoughts when you're walking down the street. You're like, oh, I'm going to write this down. You something, and you're like, oh, I'm going yeah. <laughs> yeah. to like, oh, write
6: that down. Right.
5: Fresh yeah. photos with the bomb
6: lighting. No man on the Minnesota Vikings. True hurts me to something more. So,
9: Jesse, I mean, for example, in Truth Hurts, you know, the chorus you know, has this, like, super infectious, repetitive melody, really great lyrics, but then you conclude it, like, with another icing on the cake hook, which is the bum-bum-de-bum uh, nonsense hook at the end. So how did that come about? Well, I'm going to be honest, I don't know who the Minnesota
8: Vikings are, <laughs> but- But yet, the first time I saw Lizzo was in like 20... 20-
1: Since you brought us back to the topic of hit songwriting, it's really a delicate balance also of great songwriting, let's say, of balancing the familiar with the unique. So if you go too far in any direction, it could really
9: derail
1: the the song completely. So how do you handle that delicate balance?
9: bad guy is a perfect example like you would, mm. any normal A&R who would hear that be like, no, no. Yeah, way. Sure. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. no way and you think you're going to number one with that no but
4: look yeah.
9: so you can break the rules but in normal everyday songwriting <laughs> for, the, for the most part how do you really balance that you know between like I want to go crazy with this but to have this accessible to the masses we have to go in this room you know? I think the crazier the better yeah. to me. I think yeah. the shock
10: of, I always, when I listen to a song, I'm like, what is going to make somebody play this song twice? Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Because
10: they get two streams instead of one. <laughs> like, because, like when they did, when they wrote the lyrics, even the song he did, I was like, I gotta hear that again. Exactly. Yes. Like, it's the lyrics, man, I yeah. got some. Yeah.
3: Is there like, a, a, does this new economy, especially streaming, kind of help that? Because I think before, you know,
10: obviously you still get the song on the record but before you know the A&R and they would, they would pick this is going to be the single this is where we're going to go now you see a song like Bad Guy you know that was
3: just the biggest debut off that record it naturally became the single
10: yeah I mean, Truth
7: Hurts you know I mean Juice yeah.
10: was doing its thing and then Truth Hurts came along and blew it out of the water it's like mm-hmm. I mean does streaming, that help it's streaming
6: right. definitely helps also the fan base mm. you know if you have a solid fan base like even Lizzo like you know she has those fans that are diehard, and I think mm. You know, the, if the song connects, it, we have, we now have like authentic platforms like a Spotify or Apple Music, the streaming to show us what's really working, what the people really want. In a mm-hmm. way, you know, mm-hmm.
5: exactly. And you, there, you now there is like okay, if if that wasn't too weird, then and and we're also we're in a beautiful time in music right now in general. Like, to where you can break it. Now, it w- w- wasn't this five years mm-hmm. ago. No, now, if it was, If either. she came out at a d- different time, they wouldn't have got it. Yeah. This is the perfect time. You yeah. know, people People want to know more. They've been listening to the same thing for so long and the same artist for so long. They're like, I right. need something. Something. Mm-hmm. Give me something. Anything. So now it's the perfect time for writers to take advantage mm-hmm. of the moment in time. For mm-hmm. music because it only changes every few years. And you gotta either be the creator of the wave and be a part of that, mm-hmm.
8: or you get washed away behind. Right. The mm-hmm. right, I also think we're in a really cool era where audiences are buying into artists um, more so than just taking a hit record, putting it on a hot person, and just kind of pushing it out there. I feel like a lot more people are kind of like okay I like this girl I want to know what she has to say I'm going to go back and discover her whole catalog mm-hmm. and you kind of feel it with, with so many artists like Lizzo and Billie Eilish and stuff and even Ariana
5: And literally, amount, like, allowed us so much access that they're like, give, 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 mm-hmm. and it's and it's good to a certain extent and bad to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but it just depends on how you how you see it and how you deal with it. Mm-hmm.
1: What are the pros and cons?
5: Mm, the pros would be we have a lot more freedom to say, hey, look, the people want it. The people want the cons. the The cons are we could get a lot of. Like, bullshit, like, in the midst of just people wanting to put out a record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think
6: just the ADV factor
5: of like, here's something, here's
6: something, here's something. It's like, it can't be good. Things are moving too
5: fast. <laughs> yeah. Or they
2: can't be a 10.
6: Yeah. yeah, like, we have to just catch up to it. And it's, you know, I think it's hard. But it's also amazing because of the access we have to anything. Why am men great? So they gotta be
9: great. Has your approach to songwriting, along with streaming, changed because of you know, changes in technology. So for a perfect example, one trend that we noticed is the rise of the hook-based intro. So instead of like giving the listener the full chorus right off the bat, which is like non-existent in pop, a lot of people think it should be, but it's not. Instead, you tease like, like perfect example is true thirds It teases the first line of the chorus, then it goes into the first. Doesn't give it all to the listener right. And it makes them wait until, you know, on average, the first chorus is hitting around the 42nd mark. Mm-hmm. So, are these intentional things that we're starting to do now? So almost half of all Hot 100 Top 10 hits have this now hook-based intro. Mm -hmm. Whereas in 2015, it was only 2% of songs. Mm -hmm. So it's exploded. So are these changes to songwriting done specifically to help keep the listener engaged, to so you, you can so you can get past that yeah. thirty second mark. Yes, on you got
5: to grab their attention fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's but not give them
9: too much because they might, might tune out.
5: Exactly. Or you know, you just have to beat and understand that that song is just that. Little. That goes yeah, yeah, back yeah. to the structure. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Of it yeah all. but about. you know when you have a you know when you have a catchy part that just has to come again. You 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 know it you know, it, you know? and it was yeah, a great yeah, yeah. line too. So it's like you know from that line that she's about to talk some shit. Yeah. And you're setting as a producer, they mm-hmm. they set up everything perfectly you yeah. know what i'm saying sometimes that's also like in the top line or yeah. the background vocals or, in mm-hmm. e or whatever those things but when you know that you have something that just can repeat over yeah. and mm-hmm. over and
9: over again well it's, it's all about repetition but so what's the role of the producer then when you have all this repetition you have all these killer hooks helping to keep it fresh throughout the song changing the timbre of an instrument or delivering it First with the piano and then with the vocals, the same melodies. Like what's your approach? Well
10: with me, like I'm a weirdo. Like I go and i listen to songs and I deconstruct them myself in different ways. So like i realize like if I go listen to let's say the Camila song mm-hmm. with uh Sean Mendez, mm-hmm. I'll count and be like the same melody repeated fourteen times before the second verse. Yeah. So what I try to do musically if I'll try to keep the same part repetitive under what they're doing if they're not repeating. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people don't catch that because it sits in the background. So I just try to study the music and understand the structure of something has to repeat because just like the song has a hook, the beat has to have three parts. The beat has to have a hook. It has to have
9: a verse, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. I try to keep something repeating yeah. in the music. That's a clever song, because, I mean, that song starts out with the instrumental hook melody. It does. And then Cabello is singing it in the first verse. And then they extract that ooh-la-la-la hook fragment from it, mm-hmm. and then they throw that into the verse, and then Mendez sings the same hook. So it's like, you're having the same, chain smokers close the same premise. Mm-hmm. You have the same hook throughout the entire song, but it's being reinforced in different ways and the listener probably isn't even realize it. But it just they keeps that song fresh as that earworm song. that just gets into the song. That's yeah. the only
5: so when it gets to the science behind it, okay, you learn that same thing in, in school. If you do mm-hmm. something by habit, how do you what do you do again? Yeah. You do it over and over and over again. And anything in life that's the way that the human brain takes Yeah. Like information. Mm -hmm. So those are the things that you learn as you become a seasoned writer. Like Mm -hmm. those are well
9: that's what I was gonna say, because mm -hmm. when you get to this level where you're at, a lot of people have to understand how creative you are with something that sounds so simple, Mm -hmm. but when you look deep down inside you realize how really meticulously well crafted it is and how complex it was.
5: yeah, you see some mm-hmm. fans and I think people really need to
9: understand that.
5: You see, yeah. some fans talk about all oh, this. Uh, it took this many people to write this song that said they, they repeated this word this many times. Mm-hmm. Like you can say the same thing about "thank you next, thank you next, thank you next, thank you next." But guess what? There's a reason why we did it. There's I a reason see. why you're singing it. Mm-hmm. If I was like "thank you next," must be blessed. more <laughs> says, what, yeah. "What is it? Like where the? What am I supposed to sing mm-hmm. back to you at the audience?" As, yeah. a, as an audience member, as a fan, how where's the cooperation going to yeah, take yeah. place when you're singing along in the car? Like, because we have to think about that too. Is there something like mm-hmm. how are they gonna how are they gonna engage with their fans
9: with yeah. this one? So on the premise of hooks, what to you is a great hook, and how do you know when you've written that killer hook? Where like yeah. Quincy would say, "Chasing Chills."
3: Yeah. So yeah. like
9: you're
0: like yeah, if you chills.
3: can't memorize it, like if you can't just like you know sing it and walk out the room and come back and yeah, sing yeah. it again, usually. It's not a hit, you yeah, know what I'm saying?
4: saying.
3: <laughs> but, like, I'll be real, there are long hooks that are a little complicated. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I personally feel as a producer, I'm always just in that room listening and trying to find the thing that just gives me... Like the hair standing up yeah. on my on my arms. Yeah, like, Ooh, yeah. yeah. That's it. That's that it. says he something said that, that you can't quantify. Yo, babyface, yeah. I yeah, worked with yeah. him for years, and he said if I don't have that hands up in the air moment, that I like yeah, <laughs> at the hook, we're not doing it. It's yeah. not. It's not happening. Yeah, so well I, think I don't know
6: to go off kind of even what we were saying. rapid for me, repetition. is yeah. I just love hearing that same thing over and over again. I mean, I love the Spice Girls. I love Madonna. I love you know these <laughs> big. Pop songs that just get in your brain. So you wanna play with magic? Boy, you should know
7: what you for. Baby, do you dare to do this? Cause I'm coming at you like a dark horse.
9: I was gonna ask you about dark horse because you know speaking of melody, really infectious earworms in the chorus is one thing. But the melody in the verse is killer there. And you have this infectious call and response. So are you looking to really... I mean, I guess it really depends on the song. When you're looking to be a little bit looser with verses and really just simplify, like, thank you next in the chorus or whatever, or really maximize, maybe this is more of a Max Martin thing, that every single aspect of the song is primed to be a hook.
6: I mean, I think yeah. the hook is what we hear in the song three times or however many times, yeah. you know? So that has to be the most memorable memorable part in a sense that we can go oh hey i know this part i want to sing it again mm-hmm. by the time you hear it at the end it's like you should know the hook already yeah. but you know i don't know i they're all it all sets each other up each yeah. part of the song and but i feel like verse. you know verses and prees and bridges those are areas you can get a little more creative mm-hmm. and then kind of break it down in the hook of Something simple and something
5: memorable, and something that just gets the whole point across of the song. Yeah, like the fine line you were talking about—knowing when you can go too far and knowing when you. But also, we know that there are songs that don't repeat. At all. Yeah. yeah like, literally. And literally, yeah. literally become his like Or he's oh, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that What's goes back on? to that goes yeah. back to okay. It's like, some crazy stuff becomes popular sometimes. And yeah. like yeah. so can, it's it goes like, back to the chasing the show yeah, Just whatever yeah. feels good. If it feels yeah. good to be like what is that song that's like, oh man, am I wrong? We're in the vaccine, my I wrong, we're in the like, also, oh, yeah, also yeah, man, well. yeah. yes, and that has a yeah. lot of lyrics in the hood. Yeah. But like, I don't like Wait, but it's people show and it's all the same melody.
9: So it's like <laughs> something's gonna but it's like okay, that's a couple
8: of that balance. It's yeah, really it's balance. the balance. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And you know it when you hear some given. I think it's, it's great if you could sneak <laughs> in the same melody a lots of different times, but every time you hear it, it feels different. Um like I lo- obviously we found love Rihanna and it's a melody mm-hmm. over and over yeah it's like yellow diamonds in the light and it's right. like we found love it's the same. and you like Tell secretly me. don't know
10: that you're singing the same melody over and yeah. over, yeah. Yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. but it feels yeah. so good mm-hmm. Completely. Mm-hmm. I'm, to that point about Rihanna too I remember when Rude Boy came out a lot of people were like so surprised that it didn't rhyme with, like, the want, 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 what you want, 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 give it to me, baby, like, boom,
3: boom, boom. And everyone, I know a lot of people on Twitter were like, that doesn't even
10: rhyme. Like, what, is, like,
3: like, what kind of song is this? Definitely some rules that, you know, are very important. You know, we always want to have that format, you know, working. But I think, you know, there's, there's, there's definitely room for a lot of rule breakers in this industry right now. Oh, yeah. I feel like we're celebrating the weirdos. We're celebrating shit that feels like... Mm-hmm. Man, I haven't seen that before. I haven't heard that before. What is it? How'd you do that? If people go,
9: "How'd you do that?" I think you're kind of in a
3: good yeah,
4: space, like you're you know. It. Like,
9: yeah. Yeah. Well, going on the song structure, right. is that song length? The right. under three minute song length range, so all songs under three minutes, have gone from twelve percent of the top ten in 2018 up to almost half mm-hmm. in 2019. So my question is, why is that happening? And also, is that affecting your song? Do you feel? That you need to write, you know, shorter songs now. Which is Maybe park. because if you look at yeah, Little Nas you know, going get the extra it, it, You know, yeah, the, you know 1 yeah. minute and 50 seconds for Panini And 1 minute and 50 seconds, mm-hmm. or 53 For the original version of Old Time Road
5: But also, if the thought is done, don't drag it out Yeah, mm. yeah.
9: Like,
5: don't drag it out Like, we don't need to have If the yeah. song doesn't need to be 4 or 5 minutes To get right. the point across but that's
9: something we haven't seen for years though, And we're, yeah. so we're starting to see that now yeah. Exactly so, so, Which is, so the rules are being broken Yeah, rules yeah. so yeah. are being
5: broken And then you have, like, somewhere, like You'll have a friend go and she'll be like This song was 5 minutes and 4 Forty seconds. Yeah. And it's like, well, so you can literally do yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. but I, I, but I personally really don't good, have yeah. any song over three minutes on like my own. For instance, it's like yeah. it's and that's my attention span. Like, I, I, I make stuff. songs how yeah. I listen to music, yeah. and most of the times I'm not gonna like go sit through the whole thing unless you really like you know doing some lyrics. or unless I just happen to be doing something else at the same time, and like you know whatever mm-hmm. that is, whatever reason that me might be that I just happen to get through mm-hmm. the full song, but it's. Yeah, but it is the
6: attention span, and you know, there's so much out there, and Mm -hmm. it's like people
1: want things quick, and things are just moving faster all around. I feel.
6: Yeah. Yeah. When you listen to
1: music, do you guys listen to a song through to the end when you're listening to music for yourselves?
2: For me, for
6: me, it depends on what it is. If it's Mm -hmm. like something I absolutely love, yeah, I'll listen to it. I mean, I think I listen to. Um, always remember us this way from the Stars soundtrack literally five times every single day. But if it's not something I love, if it's just like, oh, I want to check this out and I don't love it, I'm like, first...
5: Pre-chorus, I'm done
8: mm-hmm. for
5: me. If I'm giving something a chance, you got ten seconds with me, buddy. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry because I'm gonna know if I like the if I'm I'm, like, I'm gonna first. I was say, do I like these chords? Probably in my subconscious. Mm-hmm. Okay, you made it past the well, first round. We right gotta now. wait do <laughs> I like it. We gotta the hug but I'm like, then I'm gonna skip through I'm gonna skip through and say okay if I don't like this verse let me skip through and see if the hook is like well. okay well maybe I might go backwards mm-hmm. you know right, but if, right. that, if I only like one part of the song why would I listen to it anyway but mm-hmm. like, there's one certain things that you're gonna sing but I, I'm gonna skip through and especially if I'm like really if somebody's like oh you gotta check out insert artist here like and I'm like okay I'll check it out and if I'm not really interested in their artistry but I'm like okay well let's see if they have good songs because yeah. if nothing else is giving me anything What let's see what the music talking about mm-hmm. yeah. it only takes me it only takes most people so
9: you something. need a well factored right up
5: front yeah not yeah. even like why but like give me something yeah, like yeah. to if I'm, yes. give me just something that's yeah. why
10: Motown was so successful because mm. Barry already talked about how they would focus on Bringing people in right on the intro, so all those songs mm-hmm. had their own kind of intro, right. just to hook you straight in there. And I feel like that yeah. attributed to a lot of their success. Baby
5: love, my baby love, if you have every part, which is why that Max one approach, like every part is a hook. And mm-hmm. that's yeah. why that mentality is—you yeah. right. so people are gonna be skipping through and skin There's too much music out there for you to not te- treat each part with. With en- with enough care mm-hmm. for whatever is the best for the song,
9: exactly, mm-hmm. right. and that's what it really comes down to at this level is that every single nuance of the song is treated with that much care. For sure, and people forget the thing for producers what they
10: always forget are beat makers because they're not the same thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell them about it. <clears throat> they um do too much on the song. They forget that the artist is the star. Right. They want their production to be the star. The production is never the star. Mm. Let the artist shine or the song, or whatever it is. But it's definitely a difference because I'm a producer. I don't have to physically go in and make the beat and go and do the strings. And like I bring in the people who's best at those jobs, but mm. I'll facilitate it and put it together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But somebody that makes a beat and emails it and Taylor writes a hit song to it, I don't really consider that a producer in, in my book. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Bringing it all together from top to bottom, the the
9: full production, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
10: Mm. You have a
9: producer of a movie, yeah. You also have a director, writer. Mm -hmm. Well, how's the role of the producer today differ than you know years ago in your mind? Um, I think now it's more digital, Mm. so it's
10: easier for a kid to go get fruity loops and make a loop and and send it out, Mm -hmm. but I think before it was. There's like real, world producers like Quincy Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't play all them sounds mm-hmm. on uh, the thriller album. Mm-hmm. He brought the best people in to mm-hmm. do it and produce the album. Yeah.
5: It has a knowledge of mm-hmm. music. Yeah. And a knowledge mm-hmm. of how to mm-hmm. work with people on what you were saying earlier, just
6: pull the best out of them. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised how rare cool. that is. So, you know, a good producer that has the knowledge. I mean, mm-hmm. they're out there, of course, but mm-hmm. there's a lot that that don't have the knowledge you know and don't
5: take the time and they expect you to just write a hit over freaking baloney sounds uh, like what is this like what is this like what is this that you ever like write into and you don't even have the capability of you're like okay should i bring up some more loops right maybe you should put your fingers to work the same uh, way that i'm gonna have to put my vocal cords to work and you're gonna ask me to do all these harmonies on top of it aren't you oh okay. i'm gonna have to cut the demo not to do my part, you have to do your part. Everybody yeah. has to play their part in the room and play to yeah. your strength and do it. And if you're not that person, bring in somebody to be that person with you. Yeah. Collaborate then. Yeah. You have to know your weaknesses, mm-hmm. be able to collaborate with because that's the only way you're going to get the hits on.
3: I think, especially right now, seeing how many urban hits are in the top 10, let's also really just kind of dive into that because mm-hmm. the collaborative process of what that means right now, I mean, I people are. Literally, you know, in different countries... Collaborating,
4: you know, exactly. and
3: making hit records together. You know, my boy yeah. O Z is, you know, out there I think in either Germany or Switzerland, uh, doing his thing and, and and you know, we we have a record out right now that's that's you know crazy with Rick Ross and, mm-hmm. and uh you know Drake because we send each other stuff and we go back and forth and we make it happen. Mm-hmm. But you know, we, we also have to be in the room at some point to make it, you know, <laughs> all come together. Right. Yeah. But I'm just saying in the urban space there's definitely that that um, process of collaboration coming together and, mm-hmm. and kind of letting everybody you know do their thing, do their do their part, you know, knowing knowing what you do best. Remember that mm-hmm. uh, conversation? Sure, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knowing what you do best yeah. in that in that particular you know genre, I can say that that mm-hmm. it happens to be you know occupying a lot of space. And, and, the that's, top 10. Yeah. and yeah. that's
6: where the
5: technology conversation is yeah. like, so like, dumb. Like, it's different. You have like Compass, you have like Jam you, like, you have all of these other things. Mm-hmm. You have your Instagram, you have your. Right. You have everything mm-hmm. to connect. To, to connect
6: people, be, yeah.
5: Like yeah. you don't make yeah. a record yeah.
6: with someone in another right. country. Right. Yeah. And then, I mean, that's incredible.
3: Right. And, and, I, and I mean, when we did that record, <laughs> we were all in the same house, right? And we had to. We had to send it, you know, just as we... But we weren't, like, going downstairs and saying something. What's going on, bro? We were in separate rooms, just, like, going back and forth, sending back and forth, back and forth, until we felt like we had a draft that gave us all chills. And then, you know, we shoot it to, you know, Drake, and he does his thing, he starts writing to it and making it work, and it's like, it's just this consistent, just, email chain, just fucking (laughs) (laughs) turning into something great, you know? I
9: love you. So, one more question for all of you. So what advice would you give aspiring songwriters and producers who want to score that may I know what you're gonna say, but <laughs> <laughs> I've learned a lot from you all today. <laughs> you taught me. Uh, so you know, who want to score that major hit but want to remain true to their own unique creativity.
10: Two things, I think, make sure you're taking the time to develop your craft and spending the hours. The un- It's about the unseen hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not about the hours where everybody's seeing what you do, because everybody can go and say, "Yeah, well, we see Tommy doing this and that, but it was mm-hmm. all of those 12, yeah. 15 years of the unseen hours that yeah. Yeah. get you to, I mean, it happens fast for some people, but for me, it took time to develop myself to really truly understand, because I don't come from a musical background. I was I taught myself music. Well, what do they
9: say? It's 10,000 hours to yeah, 10,000 hours, yeah, thousand hours. put that work So you got to yeah. put that work in. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. just happen Ice like that. Effect, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that also helps you with longevity. Yeah. And yeah. Master, Master the plugins
3: uh-huh. that you love. You. Master everything that you really you know, can actually be great at in the room and, and really finding that strength in taking the time to work out in the gym you know you don't have any of these basketball players going out there with the same kind of jump shot they had you know 10 years ago they're, yeah. they're, they're consistently learning new moves coming through and and consistently working out to be at their best in the game yeah and that's what the studio is for us it's like yeah. it's a championship you know you know just core for you so you gotta make sure you're really coming out there ready to go with with,
9: with, with all your reps already done well, and I was going to say, I think that's what really separates you know people like you apart from everybody else when you attain that kind of level of success because you put in those hours, exactly. mm-hmm. you've honed your craft. Mm-hmm. You know, we uh, you know put on these workshops and we we've had hit songwriters who have written a one hit and they were a one hit wonder and they're like, you know, so I'm attending your workshop because I need to be able- I couldn't repeat it again. Exactly.
7: Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's yeah. when you
9: start to really understand the craft and really start to hone it. Then you can have, like we were just saying, the longevity, and you can make a sustained career for yourself in mm-hmm. this ever changing music industry. Completely. Because it's about the novelty. Completely. Right. Because
5: if you're not. If and you're if not you don't have inspiration in the first
9: place, you shouldn't be in it. Yeah. And, and if you're not going
5: to have longevity, then what are you doing it for anyway? You're, yeah. like, you're going to put all your hour and then go to work for free every day, giving you everything, giving you everything. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to be the greatest at a job like this, mm-hmm. then you shouldn't do it. If you're it's not called a hobby
9: tra- that's going nowhere. Exactly.
5: Yeah. Yeah. So you need to, okay? Mm-hmm. You tell me that's <laughs> I'm <laughs> oh, <there you> a <laughs> no hobby that's going nowhere! <laughs> <laughs> But that's the thing, like, in, in yeah. today's day and age, there's yeah. no excuse for you not to to, to know and be, and be yeah. a student of your craft. There's no excuse because yeah. of technology we were talking about earlier, because of the fact that you have access around the world, people that you can ask a question to. Yeah. You, ha- you yeah. can have podcasts like this to mm-hmm. listen in on some of the top right. songwriters in the game mm-hmm. or some of the newest songwriters in the game that are coming in with their perspective and, and telling us their struggles as well mm-hmm. because you can just take in all this knowledge, all of this knowledge and apply it to your own thing. But Definitely. whatever you do, mm-hmm. make sure that you're being the student of your of your craft. Mm-hmm.
6: Student. I would say
1: student. too the ever yeah. lasting student, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Always a student. Yeah. Always. True.
6: Sure. I would say yeah. too, like back to the ego. Mm-hmm. I think if you constantly keep that ego, you have to constantly keep the ego in check because you could have a massive hit make tons of money be on top of your game and then you could go back down and then Mm. you could go back up and then new people coming in and you know other people it's just like this flow and you have to just go with that flow and keep your ego in check and surround yourself with people that are better than you especially Mm. when you're coming up surround yourself with people that are better than you and if you know I would always I, I would always say this to a new writer like if you know that you're supposed to do this and if it just really resonates within you so authentically and so true, you have to just keep your hustle so strong. like I mean, you know like do anything to get there because when you get there you'll be like, oh, I was meant to be here this whole time but I never stopped and there's a million nos. Even all of us here have had I was going to say, thick success. skin is
9: so important.
6: Thick skin. And, and like,
9: perseverance.
6: And no, 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 no. It's all, yeah. I always say um, 99 failures for your one success. Mm, totally. It's like you got to just keep, keep, you know, falling until you fucking step up again. Yeah. It's just this persistent energy. Totally. You know? how, many songs yeah. didn't,
5: how many songs have we put out that didn't go number one? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And how many songs have we all written, like, hard drives fall.
6: They know? didn't even like, get you know. anywhere oh, near a charge.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It studio. But we went back yeah. the
6: next day, and we did it again. Yeah. We went back the next day, and we did it again. You know, oh, just yeah, that yeah. persistence, if you know this is your destiny. Yeah,
4: that's we'll why
9: see. I think never we'll be
10: see. afraid to develop your own, because people look at the success, like a lot of my success comes from being with the artist from day one. Like, I was there Mm -hmm. with Ariana from day one. Mm -hmm. So I went through the trials and tribulations. Oh, she put a record out and didn't do anything. Yeah. Okay, well, then put this record out. And then now, fast forward all the years later, it's successful. She's going to deal with us because we were there. Like, even with Travis Scott, like Travis Scott giving him his first record to even come out anywhere. You know what I mean? It was in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like, I like being in the beginning and helping develop it all. It's beautiful, man. What about you, Jesse? I
3: was gonna
5: say like the same thing
8: as far as, like, not the same thing, but I mean, just be a good person, and I know that sounds really rudimentary, but it's like, people aren't gonna remember every song that you wrote with them, but they're gonna remember how you made them feel Mm -hmm. and that is way way more important because when they're doing the next project they're going to want to invite you back so it's just really about keeping consistent being egoless being grateful to be there because there are tons of talented people but for some reason we
2: Sharing all these insights. This has just uh, been amazing. I will say, I'll be surprised if there's not a hit song called Chasing Chills. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the Good Poor podcast. Thank you. Man.